this story is based on true events. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, well, actually it was once before time and before there was any land or sky or anything for that matter. So let's try it again. Once upon a time before time in a land before there was land was God. One day God decided that God had enough of being alone in the vastness of whatever was before anything was. So God created the world, thus beginning everything, including time. In the midst of nothing, God sprawled out galaxies. And in those galaxies were stars and planets. And on those planets, God put all kinds of interesting things. Filling the planets with water that he named seas and oceans and rivers. God lifted up the floor of the sea and made all kinds of land called mountains and valleys, continents and islands. On that land, God put plants and trees. The land was beautiful and God was proud, but it was still very lonely. When you create a beautiful work of art, you want to show someone what you've created. But there was no one there to share the good news with. So God created animals swinging from the trees, animals Swimming in the rivers and seas, animals. Lumbering on the land, animals. Sliding in the dust, animals. And creeping, crawling, slinking little animals too. God filled the world with so many wonderful animals. A symphony of living things, each one different from the next. Then God stood back and looked at his magnificent work of art. Filled with so many wonderful creations. And God was proud. But God was still lonely, and the animals could not appreciate this work of art. Though they were filled with joy in their lush creation, they could not offer the companionship that God desired. What if God could create another being, one that looked different from all the other created things, one that looked like God in God's very image? And so God did. God created human from the earth, the dust. In Hebrew, the Adama, God created Adam. But Adam was not enough. Adam was incomplete. Adam needed a companion too. So God decided to make creation perfect. And God created woman. And she was called Eve. And now creation was complete. And God enjoyed watching these new flesh and blood creatures run and play, laugh, and even at times get angry with one another. God gave them a home filled with everything that they needed to live and watch with joy as they relied on God's provision to survive. God even came down every once in a while, walked with them, talked with them, and they had a great time strolling through the garden in the cool of the evening. And that's why God was shocked that day. God came for a walk, and Adam and Eve were nowhere to be found. After searching and searching, they could not be found, but there they were hiding, as if they could hide from God. But they were hiding, for they were ashamed. God created them in God's very image, yet they had been seduced into believing that they could be godlike through exploitation, through power. They've been convinced that being godlike meant possessing more than the other, more wealth, more knowledge, power, and control, being a tyrant, stopping, stomping on the weak and the vulnerable while always trying to climb higher and higher like a tower reaching to the heavens. The harmony of God's creation was broken. You would have thought that if God had created man and woman, then God could have just snapped God's fingers and made them do what is right, forced them to return to God's love. But coercion and control, this is not like God. When God created man and woman, God created them with freedom. 
They were free to love or to hate, to choose or reject God. And there was nothing that could be done to force them to choose otherwise. So God did everything within God's power to show the way. God called out one human specifically. His name was Abraham. It made this human the first one to ever know God's name. Yahweh, the name God gave. Almost like the very breath that was breathed into Adam. Yahweh. To Abraham and Sarah, God made a promise coveting to bring grace and justice to all people through their family. And as time went on, God called other women and men, gave them messages of hope and peace, justice and mercy. At times, the messages seemed rather harsh for the actions of humanity toward one another was rather harsh. But always there was a message of grace. No matter what they may have done or what had been done to them, God always promised a new day, a new heaven and a new earth that that's what it would take. God wished for everyone to remain the same, to to remain in unity with the creation that he had given them, living life to the fullest and the beauty that surrounded them. Sometimes the humans listened to the messengers that God sent. Sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they killed the messenger. But through it all, God never gave up. When one generation would would reject the message, God would speak to another, hoping that next time it would be different. Time after time, century after century, God gave his heart to his people, often having it return broken. Yet God never became cold, callous, or indifferent. God's love remained steadfast. But then one day, God had another idea. This was much like that idea he had to begin everything, that creation idea. But this idea was about recreation. What if God thought, what if, oh, it's too perfect. And God began to set this plan into motion, a plan to save humanity. It was risky. God would forever be changed by this plan, but it was worth it. So God found another faithful woman and a faithful man. Two more partners in God's big plan, and to each of them, God revealed the plan. You see, there was something about humans that God had noticed all along. When they were babies, they could see God, hear God, rely on God. They loved God really without knowing why or how. They just loved innately. And everyone, well, everyone seemed to love a baby. Even the hardest of hearts could be softened by a baby. That's where God got his great idea. Instead of sending crazy old men to shout messages of repentance from the sidelines or acts of nature, great signs of one and wonders, God would send his very own self. God would become one of God's own creatures. The artist would become a stroke on the canvas. God would become human. And not just any human, God would be born a baby. When God mentioned the plan to the angels, they thought, well, they thought God had lost it. You are God, one of the angels said. Becoming a baby is too risky. Besides, we kind of need you around here. What would we do without you? Babies are vulnerable. When they need something, all they can do is cry. When they, they cannot speak, they're at the mercy of their caregivers. Sometimes, well, sometimes they're well cared for. Sometimes, as we've seen too often, God, they're taken advantage of. Sometimes babies are the victims of violence and abuse. Sometimes they're stuck right in the middle of these conflicts that humans seem to have amongst each other over and over again, paying the sins, paying for the sins of their fathers and their mothers. Surely, not a baby, God, that's, that's too risky. 
It's silly, a full-grown human with superpowers, that may work, or become like one of us, an angel. But a baby, the God of the universe, the creator of all that is and all that will be, the one who was there before there ever was a there, God becoming a baby? How lowly, how humble, how embarrassing. And God looked at the angel with love, looked the angel in the eyes and said, this is the only way. If I want to show them how much I love them, how to enter, how to enter into the abundant life, then I must go down there myself. I must be one of them, become like them. I must put on their flesh, know what it's like to eat and drink and sleep and get hurt and laugh and cry. I must become one of them. And by living in their image, they may see what it's like to live in my image. Besides, God said, plans are already in motion. It's been about nine months now. It was then when the angels began to hear a baby's cry in the distance. Could it be? They looked up and God was gone. They flew down to get a closer look as they gazed on the mother holding her newborn son close to her chest and the father looking on with pride and tremendous love. They saw the baby's eyes. They had seen those eyes before. Could it be those eyes, the same eyes that saw all that would be before anything ever was? They looked at the baby's hands. Could it be those hands, the same hands which fashioned the whole universe? And then they remembered the words of one of the prophets that God had sent years and years ago. Look, the prophet said, a woman, a young woman shall conceive and bear a son and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God is with us. Could it be? It was. The baby lying helpless in Mary's arms was God. God in the flesh. God as human. Emmanuel, God with us. It was too good to be true. The angels were giddy with the news, not believing what they had witnessed. It was beautiful, amazing. God recreating humanity by becoming human. It was truly a work of art. And like all great works of art, well, you want someone to share it with. So the angels began looking for someone to share the good news with anyone that they could announce this great news. And there in that region were shepherds living in the fields. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. And so the angels appeared to the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone around them and the shepherds were terrified. But an angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I am bringing you great news of great joy for all people. For to you today is born in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with this angel, the multitude of all the heavenly hosts, praising God and singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Peace and goodwill to all people. Amen.